kind of feels unbelievable. How do you deal with that? Um, I think it comes back to the science. In fact, um, your your endocannabinoid system, the system that really regulates your body, um, is what CBD supplements. And so what this supplement is doing is helping your body fight the way it's naturally been built to fight. Charlotte's Web went from a company that was that did not have one dollar of revenue to in three years becoming a hundred million dollar company. That is a that is moving from a startup to a stand-up very, very wow. quickly. Wow. Um, we're seeing a lot of a lot of brands and companies come in because they see the growth opportunities. I do think it comes down to credibility and trust. I think in any consumer products company, you've got to have that with your most loyal consumers. So in fact, the way you differentiate is by dialing up the trust. This is the ProCo 360 podcast with stories and lessons from Colorado's world-class entrepreneurs. I'm Dave Tabor. You, my listeners, crave knowing more about Colorado's unique and amazing successful businesses. Thanks to listeners, and I appreciate those outside of Colorado too. ProCo 360 is Westward Reader's best Denver podcast and a top 15 Colorado podcast on Feedspot. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Dini Elsner, CEO of Charlotte's Web, the world's leading brand in the production and distribution of CBD wellness products. Dini was previously the president of Kellogg's $3 billion snack business. And while chief marketing officer at Kraft Foods, Forbes named her one of the 50 most influential global CMOs. Wow, why did Dini move from the multi-billion dollar food business to run a Colorado-based CBD company? We'll talk about that, and we'll talk a lot about running Charlotte's Web, about folklore versus credibility of CBD, about marketing, patenting hemp genetics, and much more. Dini, thanks for joining me via Zoom as a guest on Proco360. Thanks, Dave. I'm excited to be here. And, you know, let's just start with a quick overview. You've got a great backstory from Charlotte's Web. Let's start with that. That's great. Um, you, you're probably aware of, of a bit of this story. In 2012, the Stanley Brothers, seven of them, um, had been experimenting with high CBD, low THC forms of, of uh, extracts and products. Um, they came across a woman named Paige Figgy, the mother of Charlotte Figgy, um, who was desperate to find some products to help her daughter um, with some of the challenges she had um, with Dravet syndrome, which was a, a form of epilepsy. So under Charlotte's doctor's approval, the Stanleys and Paige um, helped administer CBD to Charlotte. And within a week of Charlotte taking CBD um, from the Stanleys, um, her wellness improved dramatically. And so about a year later in 2013, uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN picked up the story and made it national. And with that, thousands of families began to immigrate to Colorado to partner with the Stanleys and, and get some of this, uh, this Charlotte's Web CBD from the Stanleys. Um, the company went public in 2018, the same year that the federal government passed the Farm Bill Act that legalized CBD. Um, and I came into the company about May of last year, almost a full year ago, uh, to take over as CEO. That's, that's a great, concise background. Thank you. And, and now that the company's public, what does it look like? What's the business look like, employees, production, and that kind of a thing? 
Yeah, Charlotte's Web is one of the few companies in this industry that's vertically integrated. What that means is we control our genetics, our cultivation, our extraction, uh, product manufacturing, and sales all the way to the all the way through to the shelf. So, so we have complete traceability and transparency of our products all the way through the supply chain. The company today is a dynamic, extremely entrepreneurial company. We were mission driven and mission founded by by uh, the Stanleys. But what's happened over the last year is I've built out a management team of some of the most talented, most capable professionals in the field today. And so today the company is being led as the market share leader in the CBD industry globally. Um, I would contend my team leads with a combination of head, smart, and heart wise. Um, we're the number one brand and we certainly are not going to stop that. Yeah. Stop there. We're looking for this company to continue down the path to reinvent wellness as we know it globally. Well, both of those answers are great, concise ways to sort of, for the listeners to get their head around what you're doing at Charlotte's Web. I got to get down to business a little bit about CBD, this whole thing about CBD. It seems that there are claims for CBD to help for, from sleep aid to pain topicals to digestion, lots of things now about aiding pet health and everything. I mean, how do you differentiate between what's real and what's just hype? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, if we step back, um, CBD has been around uh, this world for over 10,000 years um, uh, consumers well below or well before us today have been using this this botanical for wellness for years and years and years it's just in the last 70 years that we've not used it uh, uh, around the world and so what the Stanley saw was an opportunity to reinvent wellness and really tap into consumers desire um, to take control of, of their own wellness what we have is is a product that truly helps in many ways, it's a natural antimicrobial, it's a natural anti-inflammatory, and consumers find that when using it, um, they, can, they can really affect different parts of their wellness. So is there anything you can cite that people wish it would do that it doesn't do? I mean, is there anything, like, it just seems like it's a total, like it cures everything. And obviously, well, maybe it does. Well, um, I think <laughs> one thing it doesn't do today that we haven't heard about is the fountain of health or <laughs> fountain of, of youth. We haven't seen anything on, on that way. But I think that part of the challenge with this industry is it's grown so fast. You've had this rush of new competitors come into the industry. In the last two years, it's moved from 250 different competitors to well over 3,500 competitors. And so today, due to the lack of regulatory in the FDA, we've got a lot of products that are presenting um, in, in market that are not really what they say they are. And so we're pushing hard on the FDA to help set regulatory around this category so that, in fact, um, we are able to provide consumers exactly what we say is in the bottle. And I don't know if you've ever heard of an industry begging the FDA for a regulatory, you know, and literally we're begging That's the FDA land a regulatory environment that helps consumers manage between what's real and what's not. Um, and we will anxiously partner with them in any step they can take in that direction. That's so cool. It, because, you know, it does seem, and we've, we've talked about this with your company and with me about this battle for credibility and your website talks about the science of botanics. You know, what will it take to achieve credibility? Is it going to have to be the FDA or what is it going to be? 
Yeah, well, I tell you, what we found the FDA to be willing partners in this path, and I think they've done a great job in setting the agenda and trying to learn as much as they can about, about this botanical. It's going to take science, it's going to take data, it's going to take research, all of which we've begun to put in place with our company because we see our company as a long-term entrepreneurial play in the wellness yeah. category. And so in February, we launched our CW Labs facility um, out of Buffalo, New York. That's tied to the SUNY system of, of 64 different uh, institutions across New York um, in an effort to dial up the clinicals, the science and the research to aid the FDA in, in helping to set a regulatory environment. And that's what I think it's going to take. The yeah. FDA is doing Do you, a good job. They've got to get science. Do you ever think that CBD relative to if you were to uh, silo it into various benefit categories, is it ever going to get to be something like, you know, the acceptance of like ibuprofen or of an antibiotic or things where, where people recognize it universally and trust it versus experiment with it in their minds? Yeah, I think so. If, if consumers who are in the category today are any indication, what they're finding is as they take this product and, and, and use these products on uh, their skins topically, they're seeing its substitute for a lot of categories. So we've never seen a category, Dave, like CBD um, in, in our history. This is a category that truly can substitute for a number of different adjacent categories that it can compete within. And so I think consumers today who are involved and loyal to this category are finding that as they continue to uh, to engage in, in this category, it is removing a number of different products out of their shelves and out of their drawers. And I think that's what we're going to see is, yeah. is the more you get involved, the more you understand the benefits of what this category can bring to the consumers. But that's also what makes it kind of unbelievable. It's like, you know, CBD can replace this and this and this and this. It kind of feels unbelievable. How do you yeah. deal with that? Um, I think it comes back to the science. In fact, um, your, your endocannabinoid system, the system that really regulates your body, um, is what CBD supplements. And so what this supplement is doing is helping your body fight the way it's naturally been built to fight, which is why I think that we see so many different benefits coming through it. And so, so um, the way you fight all of these skeptics and all these false claims is to establish the science and clinicals and research so that we actually have proof points that can land, in fact, um, the most skeptical among ah, us. And great. This category is what it is. Well, I'm going to take a quick break here. Remind listeners, this is Proco 360, named Best Denver Podcast, three years running. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Deanie Elsner, CEO of CBD company Charlotte's Web. Thanks to our sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado, the law firm of Holland and Hart, Kinsley Meetings, MicroStar Keg Logistics, and Total Coaching Systems. These great companies support Colorado businesses and entrepreneurs, and of course, they support this show. Also, thanks to the Colorado Chamber of Commerce for its support for me and Proco 360. So before I switch subjects, uh, Dini, I want to ask sort of a practical question, which is, you guys are... I mean, the CBD industry is thriving. It's exploding. At some point, does credibility even matter? I mean, are you selling as much as you can make? 
Yeah, the industry is grow, exploded in growth and it's expected it to explode in growth over the next uh, three to five years. That If you look at the forecast, the industry is expected to get as big as $24 billion big, according to the Brightfield Group. So um, we're seeing a lot of a lot of brands and companies come in because they see the growth opportunities. I do think it comes down to credibility and trust. I think in any consumer products company, you've got to have that with your most loyal consumers. So in fact, the way you differentiate is by dialing up the trust, dialing up the loyalty and making sure consumers get exactly what they think they're getting so that they can figure out for themselves what the right answers are. Um, I think that's where Charlotte's Web is truly differentiated because we're the most trusted hemp company in the entire world. We have set a standard for quality and consistency, safety. We test our products over 20 times throughout our entire supply chain. And that's important when you've got a consumer brand because consumers are not um, easy to replace. They're incredibly important. Holding their loyalty is something that we hold very dear. So, you know, I'm glad you mentioned differentiating and competitors because you're really, the, the intriguing thing to me about this is that you're trying to differentiate and compete in a market that consumers don't fully understand. I mean, they, they think they know what they're trying to get from CBD, but ultimately right now, it seems like the only way you can differentiate is through like your packaging, your website, blogging, you know, essentially marketing. And so talk more about how you weave trust into building a brand that's differentiated. For a company like Charlotte's Web and a company and a brand like we've got, um, the way you weave trust in is by taking the market share leader position, which is to help educate consumers, taking the time out to make sure they understand um, what this botanical is, what, what it can do for them from a dietary supplement standpoint, make sure they understand um, how to use it and where to use it and, and control the expectations in terms of all the false claims out there. And so that's what we're doing. We're launching um, uh, short mini videos and, and education series. We answer a lot of questions on our website. We do this because as a market share leader, we've got to be at the forefront or helping educate our consumers about what this category is all about so they can make their own decisions. Yeah. Is it possible that, and I know you'll have to be careful here, but is it possible that some of your competitors have products that are less effective at certain things than Charlotte's Web may have developed the products to be? And so that uninformed consumers might buy something, try it, feel it's not working, and then dismiss the category. Yeah, I'm, I'm always going to be the biggest supporter of, of our products that there is because I wouldn't come into a company like this unless I truly personally believed in the products we were putting out yeah. to consumers. But now you're not answering my question, Dini. It, are there crap products out there that ruin it for people who are making good ones? Yeah, of course. Anytime you're in an industry <laughs> where, where the FDA hasn't regulated the environment, yeah. there's been no rule set for how these products should conduct themselves or how these companies should conduct themselves. And in that environment, you're going to have a number of products who claim to be something they're not or who claim to have something in their products that they actually don't. And it's a big part why we really want the FDA to push on a regulatory for this category. Because once you've got the rules of the world by which we all operate, we will all raise the bar in terms of, of how we, we drive products through the consumers. We need that as a category because yeah. there are a lot of bad actors out there. Yeah. You know what, what strikes me as you say that is that people who are eager to jump into as consumers of CBD products, those people might not have needed the level of 
support, training, trust, and all that. But as the market expands to people maybe like me, people who are eh, more skeptical, we may turn to companies that do a better job delivering trust and consistency in that way. Yeah, it's been a big part and a hallmark of this company. Um, as the Stanleys produced some of those early products um, with Charlotte in mind, their, their commitment was to quality and consistency. This product is probably one of the most consistent products bottle to bottle, year to year of any product in this, in this industry around the world. And that's an important part of how you build a consumer franchise because loyalty is, is aligned to products that perform as I expect them to perform. And so yeah. for us, it's a hallmark of this company and it's a hallmark that we need in the industry. Yeah. So one more question about that, and then I'm going to quit beating this horse. Uh, I don't see on your website comparing your product quality to others. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, I don't think we get ahead as a company at Charlotte's Web by showing that we are better than somebody else. I think we get ahead as a company by meeting the needs of the consumer in the most efficacious way. And I think that's been our focus is, is this isn't about that we're better than somebody else. This is about you have a, have a challenge. We believe we've got solutions and we believe we've got the best solutions in the marketplace. And that's what we're putting out for consumers uh, to, to judge and, and evaluate ourselves right. on. If our consumer yes. feedback is any indication, we're doing a pretty darn good job. Nice. Well, and, and I guess that's a good way to segue to your background, which is from consumer products companies. And you did, uh, according to your PR, you did turnarounds at Kellogg's and Kraft. Um, why would a CBD company in, in an industry that's skyrocketing I mean, need someone who does turnarounds? The skill set you need when you are turning around a $3 billion business is really in for the most part, the skill set you need in rapidly growing a brand new company in a brand new industry. It's infrastructure, it's talent, it is consistency and quality, and it's an ability to communicate your messages in short form to consumers. And so, so much of what I've done historically was directly applicable to driving growth in an exploding industry. Mm -hmm. Importantly, though, it's, it's not about just my background. Um, the, the, the turnaround experience of my career track in the last 15 years has taught me to find the most talented people I can humanly find and surround yourself with that team. And Colorado is such a natural area for entrepreneurial talent. Um, this was a no-brainer for me to come into this company phenomenal state, but a place where there's such depth of talent and capability. And it was an easy place for me to recruit to. So for a lot of reasons, there's a lot of similarities to a yeah. term and I'm really quite excited to be here. So when it comes to attracting talent, when you're in the CBD industry, does that change the talent pool in some way? Yeah, I haven't found the industry to be a negative for attracting talent. If anything, it's the positive of, of people who have been on the corporate America track, who have tired of the bureaucracy and the politics and who are hugely talented, capable people who just want to go do something good. Having an opportunity to influence a category that is global in scope um, and truly change the way consumers think about wellness that's almost too attractive uh, of an opportunity for people to pass down. Now yeah. put on top of that, the chance to come to Colorado. It's, it's a no brainer. I've not had difficulty yeah. finding talent nice. to come to this company. 
to what extent is Charlotte's Web global? I mean, is most are, what, what like how much of your sales are U.S. versus international? The vast majority of our sales are U.S. Um, we've got a number of countries where there's actually waste wait lists of consumers mm. waiting for the regulatory environment in their countries to shift so that they can get Charlotte's Web um, into their countries. Um, I don't know specifics, but there have been stories about people coming into the States to pick up Charlotte's Web and take it back to their, to their families. I think mm. that, um, I think the world is waking up to the power of botanicals, the power of CBD and the power of wellness. Mm. Consumers want wellness back in their hands. And I think we've got a lot of consumers globally who very much would love to take advantage of the products we have. So our intent, Dave, is to be a global international company, Mm -hmm. but we will do that as the regulatory environment shifts around the world. That makes sense. And, and I wonder too, as, um, as you think about Charlotte's Web, I mean, you're, there are very few CBD companies. Maybe you're the only one that are public. You know, uh, are there? Uh, and 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 you're doing about a hundred million in sales, so it's not insignificant. Who owns your stock? Who's holding it? Do you have? Are, are there avid fans that are holding your shares, or are there actually institutional investors that give you credibility around that? There's definitely institutional investors who are owning this stock. Part of our decision to move off of this Canadian stock exchange to the Toronto Stock Exchange uh, in May of last year was driven from a desire to want to expand our international appeal and uh, accessibility in addition to expand our institutional investor base. And so that's exactly what it does. We trade on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Um, We have a large portion of our stock that is owned by institutionals um, with more and more coming in every every day as more people get comfortable with this category in this industry. Cool. Uh, listeners, this is Proco 360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Dini Elsner, CEO of Charlotte's Web. Go to Proco360.com to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. Also, please don't forget to rate Proco360 in your app. When you finish this episode, it makes a huge difference. Uh, it lets other people find what you're enjoying right now. A um, couple more things on the business side, Dini. Talk about the R&D and innovation, even patents that you've recently received on hemp. Yeah, this is a really timely question. Um, last week, we just announced that we earned our second U.S. patent um, uh, for a hemp genetic. Just for perspective, in the U.S., there's only four hemp patents that have been mm-hmm. issued to, since 2018. We now, Charlotte's Web, own two of the four, and our intent is to continue to find the genetic solutions that unlock the power of these botanicals and making them available to consumers and products that they can enjoy. Um, this summer, we'll be opening up uh, our our new uh, replenishment uh, infrastructure uh, over in Louisville um, uh, at 700 Tech. It's a it's a it's a 137,000 square foot facility that will house manufacturing, distribution, and R&D. And we feel like between our ability to to protect our genetics, produce new products, and cultivate with our farmer partners across the country, um, we've got a tremendous advantage in the marketplace. Mm. Um, So so that's, uh, that's, that's how we're approaching this. 
That's that's a, a serious, real business, and certainly um, one that I think, as we watch Charlotte's Web, will continue to see sort of the the real business uh, at play here. Um, not a uh, one of the many involved in this green rush of uh, of cannabis products. You know, one thing you said I want to come back to, which is unlocking the power of botanicals. You know, I think. Most people believe that, you know, all these ancient peoples have used all kinds of medicinal things, whether it's the Orient or rainforest or whatever, you know, that the, there's something to it. It's just, we've never gotten our arms around it. And it sounds like the underlying message that you're talking about here is that, that if, if you manage this process through science, through the FDA and such that maybe we can finally get our arms around what people have known and used for centuries. I think that's exactly right. I think um, this is a botanical. At the end of the day, this is a botanical that has been around for over 10,000 years. And and consumers have found ways to use this in a really um, impactful way to improve their wellness. So this is very much in the world of Eastern, Eastern medicine. Yeah. I think as the world of Eastern and Western medicine meet, you're seeing an entire new generation of consumers really being led by the millennials who want to find solutions that are are not synthetic are not um don't create more problems by taking those products are natural are sustainable are good for the earth and i think for so many reasons that's exactly what this category does um and and yet provides some really wonderful ways to improve people's wellness and so um, i'm excited about really the vitality of this category i'm committed to keeping that vitality going yeah um and the growth is is encouraging but it's not nearly as encouraging as when a consumer says how much these products have helped their sure. wellness and i think that is something we're all very quite committed to i uh i'm looking forward to the next time we have an interview and you tell me yes in fact it is the fountain of youth so uh, <laughs> not there yet so you've never been in the industry before you've been in consumer products um, what surprised you the most about making this move from big you know, consumer foods into the new world you're in now, the CBD world. Yeah, there's, there's, there is no doubt that I think the biggest surprise in this industry for me is, is the challenge of a new industry in an unregulated environment and trying to marry the, the federal and state governments mm-hmm. uh, to create an environment that is regulated and safe and consistent um, with while balancing the rapid demand by consumers. Consumers want these products. And I think the most recent um, communication by Dr. Stephen Hahn, the new FDA of the, um, uh, or the new commissioner of the FDA, his, he was clear in stating it is, it's, it's, under, it's clear that the American public wants CBD available today. About 87% of consumers are aware and are interested in trying the category, but only about 10% of households are actually buying this product. So you've mm-hmm. got this, this 70 point difference between yeah. I'm aware and I want to try it, but only a small portion that are trying. I believe, you know, that the, the cart has left, uh, yeah. has left the barn and the FDA has got to set some regulatory so that they can ensure that consumers who come into this category can do so safely and in a, in a high quality way where they're buying what they know is in, inside that product. Yeah. So that's what surprised you. Um, you know, as you moved into a 
relatively smaller company compared to what you're used to um, in this space. I mean, what's been what's been harder than you expected? I think um, you know the move. Charlotte's Web went from a company that was that did not have one dollar of revenue to in three years becoming a hundred million dollar company. That is a that is moving from a startup to a stand up very very wow. quickly. Wow! Yeah, um, and and just keeping up with the demands of of that um, from a, just a supply standpoint, I think was difficult. But the step we're about to take from stand up to a um, a scaled company. That requires that we build an infrastructure that can support the needs of a food, drug, and mass channel. Think about the Costco's, the Targets, the Walmarts, the Kroger's <laughs> of the world who have huge volume demands while we also are supplying this product to consumers in an e-commerce way. So, so we're trying to balance the one-on-one order with the mass massive uh, order that we ship truckloads of product behind. And I think that's the infrastructure that's got to be stood up to enable yeah. us to move from this $100 million business to a billion-dollar business, which wow. is our ambition. That's interesting. And, and if you were to – I can't imagine Charlotte's Web wanting to do a private label product, at least not at this point, you know, going in to become uh, whatever Costco's brand is of, of uh, CBD product. That doesn't seem like it would be a fit. Is it? You know what? It's a, it's a, it's a really interesting question. I think one of the values uh, we have as a vertically integrated supply chain is it, it enables us to have optionality to shift and, and, and be flexible on how this core category development develops. And so one thing I'm really proud of is the genetics that we have on board and in our library to tap into. And we have an infrastructure that can produce product. We will see how this develops, but as a company, we've got the ability to shift and be agile to adjust as the different demands come. Um, I think, does it, would it make me feel good if every CBD product across the country um, was powered by Charlotte's Web? That's not a bad place to be. And I think we've got genetics that really are that unique and that advantage. Mm. And so we like to keep our options open. We believe yeah. the way to go today is the branded route and mm-hmm. being able to meet the needs of these consumers in a very branded way. Um, but we've got the infrastructure to shift mm-hmm. if the category develops differently. And I think that's one of the one biggest advantages this company has is just the flexibility to be agile in an ever-changing category. Well, that was a good way to avoid my question. So, <laughs> so, and as I asked it, I'm like, you know, I don't think she can answer this question really. So, uh, I'm and, so I'm just going to move on to a couple of wrap up questions since we wind down uh, this interesting, interesting conversation. What what trends you've already talked about, talked about what it means for Charlotte's Web to be a Colorado company, and I appreciate that. Are there do you have other thoughts? Uh, you mentioned a couple about your ease. Ease in develop, easy in recruiting talent here. Do you have other other things about Colorado that you want to share with us? Yeah, one of the things that that attracted me personally to Colorado, um, Colorado is truly an incubator for entrepreneurial thinking. And what's so fascinating about that, Dave, is if if you look at, at historically how new ideas and new inventions are created across this country, they tend to come from the coasts in. And Colorado is is uh, Charlotte's Web in Colorado is, is one of those few products that is coming from the middle of the country out. That is a really fun mm. 
um, uh, place to be. I think that Colorado has historically been a hotbed for entrepreneurial companies, especially in the food industry. Um, definitely true of Boulder. You know, Boulder really set the trend and invented the organic and, and natural industry as we know it today. And so um, I'm proud to be part of a state that is so proactive in the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, the talent in the state is incredibly strong. And I really believe Charlotte's Web down the road will be one of those companies that we're going to look back and say, oh, of course it came out of Colorado because that's, that's where all the smart you know, uh, uh, entrepreneurial companies are coming from. So no, I think that it's, it is a, a really wonderful place to be. And personally, I'm thrilled to be here. Cool. Then what, what, um, what trends should we see out of the cannabis and, and CBD industry over the next couple of years that, that if you tell us now won't surprise us then? I think the trends are going to be unlocked as the science, the clinicals, the research come to the forefront. And I think the fact that this is um, a natural anti-inflammatory, a natural antimicrobial, there are so many applications going out from here that I think um, we've got a number of, of, of products that are in the incubator stage that we're really quite excited about. But I think this is going to meet consumers' demand for owning their wellness on their terms um, and really enable them to manage the lives the way they, the way that they want to. So I, I won't specifically comment on any one trend because I think that um, I would hate to reveal or, or mm-hmm. showcase that too early, but you can expect this industry to be around for quite a long time. And I think, um, I think it, the, the, the growth trends that we see in front of us are, are quite exciting. And I have every belief that we can achieve those, those growth trends. Well, that's, I mean, uh, that was going to be my last question. What makes you most excited as you look forward? Is there anything to add or have you already just summed it up beautifully? (laughs) I wanted to tell you I've summed it up beautifully, but I think watch this millennial generation. Um, They are going to change the world. They are, they are the most global, the most digitally connected. And I think the, the most aware in terms of, of availability of, of products in the marketplace. Um, they're quick to pass things along and they're quick to identify posers versus authentic, credible products. And I think that generation is going to reinvent the way we think um, about health and wellness. And it's really going to be a generation that's going to marry the Western and Eastern medicine yeah. uh, theories and, uh, and we'll be at the forefront of that. So um, stay tuned. Cool. Well, let's wrap up with that note. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and today I'm Proco360. You've been listening to my conversation with Dini Elsner, CEO of Colorado-based Charlotte's Web, the world's leading brand in the production and distribution of CBD wellness products. Dini, thanks. I, I know a lot more than I did when we started. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. It's been a privilege. Thank you. Listeners, thanks for joining me on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast and submitting a review. Thanks again to show sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado, Holland and Hart, Kinsley Meetings, MicroStar Keg Logistics, Total Coaching Systems, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado.